Newcastle Live. Well, Jets coach Arthur Pappas will certainly be hoping for a huge crowd that will get his side up this weekend. They need to lift, without a doubt, after that horrendous match in Brisbane. And they need to win as they look to stay in the hunt for a final spot. It is a must-win game for the Jets. Joining me on the line now from the Newcastle Herald is Jimmy Gardner. Good morning. Good morning, Charles. I didn't think you were going to ring me today because I said if the Jets lose to Brisbane, don't bother ringing me. I know. So, so, you, I, so you're I, actually thinking I followed through on that, weren't you? Well, you know, I'm a man of my word, but uh, no, it was very <laughs> deflating to say the least. But I mean, in hindsight, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, when you look back at it, it's a game that was one of those banana skin games. I mean, the Jets go there with form, they go there with a better team on paper, but having travelled to Perth midweek, being without Daniel Pena, being against the Brisbane side that was intent to sit back, put men behind the ball, say, come and get me, try and break us down if you can't. We're going to sneak something on the counter or fly my golf from somewhere. And that's exactly what happened. Um, the impact of losing Daniel Pena was immense in that game. Just, and not so much just, just what he brings to the team. And if it wasn't, yeah, he's, he's the one crazy spark that when the team is defending with 10 behind the ball and have been very compact and hard to break down, he's the one that can produce that little dink over the top or a chipped ball into a corner or can produce... You know, something of his left foot from 30 metres. And apart from him, and I guess sort of the Abu Mar might be the other one, they just didn't have that. They, they lacked that game-breaker. Oh, completely. And, yeah. and, and we also finished the match yet again, one man down with uh, Lucas uh, being, uh, you know, he, he was sent off yeah. for two yellow cards. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're doing well with that, aren't we? Uh, those type of things happen with the young defender. I mean, defenders, particularly aggressive ones, uh, play on the line a lot. Um, you know, they... they, they, they I, I, didn't, I mean, either of those two yellow cards he got on another day may not have been yellow cards. Um, he's probably a bit naive for the second one. I don't know he was already on a card. But I, th- I think it was more so frustration. It was probably epitomised the frustration of the group. That they Nothing really went their way. Um, they didn't get any bounce of the balls. The goal they copped was pretty poor. Um, and they just, re- just really didn't, didn't provide much going the other way. And when you're a team that's normally free-flowing and scoring, when you're not, um, that can manifest into frustration, and frustration can manifest into poor, poor decisions, mm-hmm. brain snaps, late tackles, challenges you wouldn't make, and next thing you know, you've got two yellow cards. And, and you're uh, down you, a man. Yeah, and, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, I don't think that changed the match too much. Mm-hmm. I know they scored two goals after that, but uh, uh, the way they were going, they just could have played for five hours and not scored a goal. Yeah, it, um, it, was, it was so frustrating, Jimmy. It was they, just they horrible. Tired. They did look tired, mm. and they shouldn't have looked tired. They, they, they bring in some fresh legs, but the people they brought in are game breakers. So mm. uh, yeah. Daniel Pena, I just saw a thing on Twitter as I was doing some research um, today. I mean, he has 10 assists, which is one off the record for the, for the league. He has um, two goals. He's been fouled 35 times this year. That shows that he's the number one priority for opposition teams. They, they try and stop him by any means. Uh, he's had, I think, the second most successful dribbles in, in terms of beating people. So his stats really do stack up. And it it's highlights the importance of um, someone of his ilk and the, and the way he plays is to a, a pretty workman team like the Jets. So uh, let's hope he's back and firing on Sunday because, mm. again, we keep saying that this one's a must win. But Yeah. We're um, six points adrift now of, of the top six. We, we, we are, have to win. Still got, we've still got a game or two on the majority of those teams. Mm. In Sydney's case, who are six, um, they're six six points ahead of the Jets. We've got three games on them. They've mm. played three games extra. But these games are starting to run out. Mm. So, um, and, and he's going to be playing a... Uh, this is going to be 
very similar type game to the Brisbane game. Perth are severely undermanned. Um, Ruben Zaki, which has already flown the flag that, you know, it's not fair that where this schedule is killing them. They've got so many injuries. They've had to play all these young players. They've had to travel across the countryside every week, do things that they shouldn't have to do in a professional league. He set the siege mentality up. Mm, They're yeah. going to come here, sit deep. They're going to try and frustrate the hell out of the Jets. And it'll be a case of are the Jets good enough to break open their defence? Because if they score one, they probably score four. But they're getting that first goal will be the issue. Now, we're also going to be without uh, Taylor Regan um, and uh, Olivier Boomwell. You know, we're, we're without those two guys as well. Do you think that'll make a big difference to us? Uh, I don't think against the term like Perth, you'll play with three at the back. And Taylor comes into it when he plays with three, three at the back and a couple of wing-backs. I think he'll, he'll go back to his standard stock four, which you've got Jordan Elsie and Matt Yerman there. Uh, I thought Jordan Elsie probably, he was the one that could hand, really hold his hand up last week. I mm-hmm. thought he was, that was his best game for Newcastle. Um, he was pretty good. Um, we, we do miss his spark. Uh, there's no doubt we miss his spark. Oh, I thought the other two imports last week in particular, Mario Arquez and um, Sebastian Tiranis, were, were pretty poor. Um, Arquez is not, he hasn't produced what we thought he'd he produced. We're desperately lacking a number six that commands that area in front of the back four. That is the real conductor there, a beast, the one that really controls the tempo of the game. Breaks, wins tackles, breaks play down. We're really missing someone there. Mm. Angus Thurgate, that's definitely not his game. He, he can probably do it the best of any of those that we've got. Uh, Brandon Wilson, we hoped, would provide that, and he's just getting fit. So um, I, I don't think... Uh, we're we're going to miss Olivia Bimar. So mm. His combination with Becker in particular and, and with uh, Pena has been really good. He, he's a hot and cold player, though. He does some brilliant things, but then he might turn it over three or four mm. times. But he, something always looks like it's going to happen when he's, when he's on the ball. We're really missing. We're missing like a, a workman, like a Maddie Thompson, aren't we? That that's what we're missing. We're, we don't. Oh, we just need that that definitely. man at the at the you know at the back who can can manage all of this this process and who's got a, an well, older head on their shoulders. Well, they had him in Cam Dev, uh, Cam Devlin, who they signed from uh, Wellington prior to the season, but he had a clause in his contract that allowed him to go overseas if he got a, a gig in Europe, and he mm-hmm. he got that um, opportunity after the Olympics to go to Hearts in in Scotland and he's been nearly their best player and he's done everything for them that we thought he was going to mm. do for the Jets he's been outstanding and, and he's knocking on the door of Socceroos and he's yeah we're not going to see him back in Australia from that way he, mm. he's, he's on the up, up trajectory so um, you know Arthur Peppers has done well in recruiting him mm. but unfortunately we couldn't keep him and I think we've seen in the last couple of weeks too uh, a bit of a strain on, on, on Becca Mickelcutt he's decided he's had to drop deeper and deeper and deeper to get the ball and we're missing him in that front third, that, those credit instincts that we saw when he went on that um, goal-scoring run of five or six goals in, in a row, uh, five games in a row, I think it was. Mm. Uh, he, he's dropping deeper. You can see him getting frustrated. So oh, there's just that really important juncture in the season where things are starting to go a bit of fray. You either snap back into it, get in some form, and away you go, or the season peters out. We, we've, we've seen it. Go both ways here. Mm. Remember when Mark Jones was coached three years ago? Yep. They were in a similar position with five games to go, and they lost all five. That's in his last five points. He was out the door. Um, I'm not saying this is going to happen to this group, but this is the point in the season where you you, you really find out what they're about, uh, character-wise, skill-wise, you know, desire-wise, all those type of things. Coaching-wise, this is when Arthur Pappas will be tested. Um, as we said, he's got some injuries, he's got some suspensions, he's got games now he has to win. They don't just have to... In the past, he's always said, "If we if we perform well, that'll, that'll you know, I don't need to look at the results because I know we'll we'll win. We'll be up the table. But now they need to get 
simple as that. So, yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Who do you think's going to uh, going to take home this one? Uh, obviously, nil or draw to Perth over there. As you said, the siege mentality. They're coming here with the the poor me, and and you know we deserve better. They're going to have that mentality. The the Jets are back at home. They've had a shocking game against the Raw. How is this one going to uh, going to match up? Well, Perth haven't won the month, so I, I can't see Perth winning. Mm. Um, what I can see is Perth competing really hard. Mm. And taking and, a draw. And, and uh, I'm, I'm not giving a draw because I, I hate draws. I hate draws. <laughs> <laughs> if the Jets... You know, uh, having not been on the ground at training, I, I don't know the, the physical state of Archie Gould. I know he didn't play last week. I, you know, I don't know. Oliver Bars hasn't played for a couple of weeks now. So not knowing the background of those, I, I still think that, you know, while ever you got Pena... Mikkel Tats involved and Angus Thurgo there. There's got to be some goals in them, I think. I think Pena will make a massive difference. I can see them scoring. If they score early, they will win comfortably. If they don't, it's going to be a grind. So let's hope they score nice and early. The fans yeah. can get on a roll over there. Hopefully the sun's out because um, the atmosphere's been good the last couple of weeks that I've gone as a spectator. I've really enjoyed it yeah. rather than working. Um, it's been different for you, hasn't it? It's massive. I reckon the opening 30 minutes of this game will define the jet season. If they can get off to a good start, score a goal, get some running in their legs, start to play that free-flowing football again, that that then energises their defence, they start pressing, you know, they'll, they'll pin Perth in their own area, Perth being inexperienced will struggle to get out, and all of a sudden we could have an avalanche. But the longer the game goes without a goal in the Jets' favour, the more confidence young blokes grow, the more frustrated Jets players get, the crowd gets on their back, we know the story. So, first 30 minutes, bye are you heading over there, uh, or, or I know you're heading to, uh, no, to sunny in, Queensland? Uh, I'll be uh, in, yes, yeah, SeaWorld uh, sea on Sunday. I oh. I'll be in dolphins and uh, eating seafood if I get my own way. Oh, half, half your luck. I'm sure you'll get your own way. Look, have a, <laughs> uh, have a wonderful holiday. It is Good Friday next week, so we won't be speaking with you next week. And then I'm off the week after. So you've got two weeks off, my friend. So we've timed yeah, this perfectly. I'm off to Hamilton Island for week two, so... <sighs> Uh, all the good things come to those who wait, I guess. Yeah, COVID holidays for us, which is y- awesome. You've had uh, you've had an, an interesting last uh, last six weeks, so uh, get away, enjoy it, have some fun, and we'll speak to you in uh, in three weeks' time. Excellent, no worries. You too. Thanks, Jimmy. Chat soon. Bye. That is uh, Jimmy Gardner from the Newcastle Herald, and uh, yeah. We'll speak with Jimmy in three weeks' time because obviously next Friday is Good Friday and then the week after that uh, I'm having a week off. So uh, it will give Jimmy that week off in Hamilton Island as well. But make sure that you uh, you stick around. You head over to the Newcastle Jets this weekend. It is uh, it is a Sunday match. It is a 4.05 kickoff. It is perfect time. It is what uh, the Novocastrian crowds love is that Sunday afternoon game. It is kids go for free as well. So there's no excuse to not turn up to uh, the Newcastle Jets taking on the Perth Glory. Gates open 3.05. Kickoff is 4.05. I hope you go over there and uh, and give them that support that they need. Newcastle in the morning covers the big stories that matter the most to you. The local issues often neglected. Tracy Mack's plain talking, no nonsense approach will get your morning off right. Talking news, sport, entertainment, music, lifestyle and more. Joined by Michael Blacksland and covering what you need to know and even some of the stuff you didn't. It's Tracy Mack with Newcastle in the morning. Weekdays from 9 to midday, only on Newcastle Live.